guest is Ty Miners, who joins us in person for a fun interview. Ty currently works as the beverage manager at the Bower Kitchen in Uptown Waterloo. Ty got her start in the industry approximately seven years ago when she got her first job serving at Jack Astor's. We talk with Ty about the advantages of working in a chain restaurant when starting your career. We discuss the difficulty of hiring staff in this current time. And we talk about the challenges of being in management at a young age. Ty is another terrific guest and it's a great interview that you'll definitely like. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name is Kip. This is Dan. What's going on with you, buddy? Another day in paradise for me. Hanging out as normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another day of work in the salt mines. No complaints. Yourself? Yeah, it's all right. Um, what is the date today? March 29th. So I'm leaving for a much-needed vacation for a week, which meant that I spent the last two days and tomorrow I will be spending running around stocking everything for two bars for a week. Oh, it's going to be a free giveaway of booze at your bars. <laughs> yeah, now's the time to check them out. If you haven't checked out Sugar Run or Babylon Sisters, probably next week's the time to do it because it's going to be a fucking free-for-all. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that place <laughs> shut down while you're gone. <laughs> but luckily, by the time they're hearing this, yeah. I'll already be back. <laughs> so, uh, we have great guests as always. Time Miners is going to be joining us in just a second. We'll go through the regular routine here, which is that if you like the show, you should be subscribing, rating, reviewing. It's very easy to do. takes you two minutes. Helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Zach Hanna at ZachHanna.co does the artwork for the Instagram, and he's amazing, so you should be checking out his shit. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, it's email us at info at the industry club. Or you can DM us at the Industry Podcast directly. Mm-hmm. And as I always say, all those links will be in the show notes as well. You should also check the archives. We've had some really good episodes lately, and here's Dan to run through them. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just for this episode, we had Mallory Lee from Dubai. Prior to that, Jose Mariano from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then we had Fernando Cardoso from Madrid, Spain, which is pretty cool. You Enter from Las Vegas. And then Matt Basile, which was pretty cool, too. Yeah, and uh, by the time you have listened to this, we should probably drop it. We'll probably have some, uh, we're going to be adding a new feature to the podcast very soon, so stay tuned for that. For now, let's get to the guest on hand. Mm-hmm. Ty Miners, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Very good, Hello. and I'm just going to say that Ty has already slayed this podcast because unbeknownst to her, even probably, she found the way to my heart by bringing a bottle of my favorite wine. Because so, <laughs> I am a Barolo nerd. So she brought a bottle of Barolo to the podcast, which actually kicks the ass of anyone who's been on this podcast before. <laughs> Sorry, Allie. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks That's for having right, me. You I'm brought very fireball. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming by. It's always better to do these ones live and in person uh, when we can. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about how you got started in the service industry. Yeah, so I started at Jack Astor's. Fresh and new, had no service industry experience. I was working retail. And honestly, I met someone at the place that I was working. And they were like, you know what? You're fucking awesome. Why don't you come on in for an interview? And I was like, all right, great. For what? And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, to be a server. And I was like, oh, no. 
But I went anyways, and I was like, you know what, at most I could be a hostess. And so I went in and I sat down with the general manager at the time and she looked at me and she said, you're not going to host, you're going to serve and I want you to start next week and then put your two weeks in. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So. And how old are you at this time? I think I was freshly 18. Oh, shit. Like freshly 18. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a big step for me because Mm -hmm. I was not expecting it, but Honestly, like I take things as they come. So mm. I was like, you know what? Let's just fucking do it because right. it sounds like a lot of fun. And then later during that time, I learned that, you know, he was from back of house, but he made it in his, he like put forth the effort to be like, this girl's fucking awesome. You need to, she needs to be on her team in front of house. So that was oh, nice. great. Mm-hmm. So either way, I got started there and it was a shit show, honestly. Trial by fire. Yeah. But the good thing about places like that is that they have a lot of structure. So, yes. yeah. So it's almost like if you're going to, that's, I always say, like, I'm just going to give a brief aside right now, but like basically now that pandemic has happened and trying to hire people, everybody, only, I'm sure you are aware of this as well. Like some of the resumes are fucking insulting. Like I'm getting like, you yeah. know, I, I have some, <laughs> the two bars that I own are not for people who it's their first job. And the other one I got, I got a resume the other day from a person whose only experience was as a Domino's pizza delivery driver. And like, oh, Jack Astor's, Eastside Mario's, these are the places for you to start. And there's a reason for it because it fucking teaches you yes. steps of service and like and structure in and in, in how to do the job properly. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, the Circorp is Jack Astor's, so it has such a extensive training program to the point where if you make your mistakes they have that available for you to fix them so yeah i mean it was a it was a great place to start with zero experience Mm. i mean working at the bower kitchen now i would never be considered but you know in these times it's it's crazy because we also get some pretty it's really tough but you just got to pick those winners right mm. you just got to pick those aces and and if they have you know less experience than we're looking for maybe we take a chance on them but you know what i think i i make it akin to is like it's let's say you fish and in the olden days like you could just cast a line and then if you didn't like the fish you would throw it back now you just got to get that big fucking net <laughs> pull them all into the boat and right? just throw them away when they don't work. <laughs> like it's just it's just a completely different world. It's like, well, well, sure, we'll take a chance on you person who is coming to us from the local grocery store. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's coming back a little bit though. I, did, I we started hiring again and I finally got some half decent qualified people apply. So okay. So maybe we're back. Yeah, and you I guys agree. must be hiring like constantly. So, so yes, so we are hiring and we're onboarding as many people as we can. However, I mean, now you're right. I mean, like we're kind of seeing those resumes come through where it's some are a little bit more qualified, but being you know the beverage manager at this point, I'm not able to you know seek out 
those aces that mm -hmm. would be great for Bauer and, you know, great for service-wise, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have a lot of, you know, handle on that, but I would like to. You know, interviewing off and on is it's really hard right now, but I do agree with the fact that you're saying that we're getting a little bit more well, better risk. Yeah, let's just say it's night and day compared to, like, this time last year. This time last year, the people I hired had zero experience. Yes. And I was so just we like, well, me. this is what we got. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker is working for me for a yep. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you actually have some yeah. experience, but in yeah, nightclubs. You started work. at Casey's, too. Yeah. Or Kelsey's, I should say. You can't remember the fucking place. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's, Kelsey's, very close. Yeah, true. Casey, yeah, I get all <laughs> fucked up all the time. Yeah. I remember singing Happy Birthday song all the fucking time. That's, uh, I do remember that a lot. Either oh, one yeah. sounds like a nightmare that you dated yeah. in college. Yeah, but I said they, 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 they did teach me something well. They said choose your attitude yeah. at work, right? Yeah. So and it's just like yeah, I'm getting paid for tips, so better be able to put on a good show. Yeah, so actually speaking of that, how much does that play in part in hiring people now? The personality. Oh, big. Right? So, like I said, you know, like aces are aces. If I'm personally interviewing someone, it is full on. If you've got a great outgoing personality with. A little to none experience, if that's what you're providing me with, I'm not so reluctant to you be like, you know it. what? Yeah, yeah. figure it out. You know what? I'm going to pass you along, and you you may just be able to make it. But the other day, I had two great interviews, and they were fantastic, only because they had such a good personality. One right. girl's name was such and such. Yes. And so I passed her along and the manager I passed her along to said, you know what, maybe a hostess. And I sat with that for days and I gave her a call the other day and I said, no, you're one of my bartenders. So oh, nice. I'd yeah. like for you to come back. I can, I can teach you, I can guide you, I can help you learn all of these things. And I'd like you to be a part of my team. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah personality is like top notch for me. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too because I literally had an interview yesterday where I was like, basically, because like you don't glean that much from the questions that you ask these people, right? Like, oh, tell me about, like, what are you going to ask them? Like, oh, the, what's like. The generic. The generic bullshit yeah. questions. Like, how do you handle pressure? Or, like, <laughs> tell me about a time in your life where you had to deal with an uncomfortable situation. Like, that's not going to help me. So, basically, I just said to her, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I read your resume. These things are basically just to find out that you're not a weirdo. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? basically, right? <laughs> like, it's yeah. just it. Like, and then otherwise, and the rest of it, you're just going to fucking find out when they start working. Oh like yeah. If, if it's gonna work or not, the right? First like, couple do, you, shifts. do you have a normal personality? Can you look me in the eyes while you're talking? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> do yeah. you seem like you're a friendly person? I can work with the rest of this shit. If it doesn't work out down the line, then whatever, we'll find somebody else. And like, I made some crazy hiring mistakes. I hired a girl who turned out to be a meth head once. Like, wow. Yeah. She was, <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, I, this is your interview, actually. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that another time. But there were scissors involved, and it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, let's get back to you. We're way off the rails already. Yeah. Jesus Christ, it's the Barolo. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Backing up to, like, you working at Jack Astor's, were you... I'm guessing you're too young for this, but were you in the era where you still had to, like, sing songs at the tables and shit? Oh, my goodness. 
when they asked for party hands, I was all over that shit. <laughs> I was the one that was like, absolutely, like, let's go to the table. Really? Yeah. Oh, you like yes. it? I hated it, <laughs> but no one else wanted to do it, so you have to have somebody yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah, fucking sure. pump up the staff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's no, it was hilarious. To, yeah, and it's a good way for them to know that you're committed, and probably at that age, too, you're, like, trying to let them know that, right? Yeah. Smart move. Yeah. yeah. It was also, you know, it's, again, backtracking on my comment where I said that it's hilarious is because most of the time you go to the table and it's a family of, you know, four and that person that, whose birthday it was hated that this was happening. So I was like, this is, I live for this oh. because I know you're hating this. So <laughs> this, is, this is why we're here right now. But no, it was, it was genuinely, it was, it was a fun time. Hmm. Yeah. And so how long did you work there? I worked there probably for about a year and a half. A year and a half. And then you went to Chuck's Roadhouse? Chuck's Roadhouse. Class, class. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. What what prompts you to go? Because I I feel like in the levels of these restaurants, Chuck Rose Houses seems like a step down from Jack Houses. You're absolutely right. The thing that, <laughs> that, that See, she's killing this interview. <laughs> she brought Barolo. She's telling me I'm right. <laughs> the thing that enticed me about it is it was talked about many months before it had opened across the street from us, and it was going to be the first one. So right. I was like... Uh. I want something different. I want to go open that restaurant. Oh, okay. So were you, you were part of the opening staff? Yes. Right. Yes. So, so that, that is a thing. right away. Yeah. Mm. And mm. so, like, it felt good in the moment. Mm. But also, and then I, you know, I found out with, like, Krabby Joe's and, like, they're all connected and, is and whatever. Is that right? Krabby Joe's is connected I, to Chuck's Rodas? I, I think so. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, the same yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that that was the, the uh. situation. But they, what I had learned is that they sell, you know, their locations to people that have never owned a restaurant before. Mm. And this may be not okay to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, it's okay. And so they sell to people that have never owned a restaurant, so they don't really know how to run a restaurant. So in my mind, I was like, I came from Surcorp, and the training there is so extensive. Right. I'm going to get what I want. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there. Oh, so before open. you started working there, you knew that little secret? Yes and no. Like, it was kind of, like, whispered about. Right. Um, but it just made me feel good in the sense that I could go and help them. Mm. Because I had yeah. met my new owners, and they had owned Pizza Pizzas, and they're fantastic, by the way. They were fantastic owners, and I was quite shocked but very impressed with the way that they ran the location that I worked at. Mm. But I just knew that, you know what, if I want five closing shifts, I'm going to get those. Sure. Right? So um, I went over and I helped open and I helped train the newer staff because they would onboard people that had absolutely no idea what they were doing. And that was that was it for me. I was like, okay, like I can help you make sure that this business runs well. So that was the enticing moment for me. So this brings, uh, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I, like, just going over your bio and knowing you previously to that as well, like it does seem like that's something that you're very into is like setting up the bar, training people, 
Like this, these are the kind of this is the kind of shit you get off in in your job. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, like I you like the process seeing, of training people and. Yeah, I yeah. love seeing people succeed, mm-hmm. and I want to be a part of that, which mm-hmm. is like the oomph for me. Hmm. So okay, so then you go to Bauer um, and you start there as a server. Yes. Yeah. And then, but pretty fucking quickly, like, I think you're only, like, 11 teen years old right now, but, like, <laughs> pretty quickly you get into more of a management position. Yes. Yeah, for about three months or so? Um, I worked at Bauer serving, I want to say, what do you think, Al's? Chime in, baby. She doesn't even remember her fucking interview time. <laughs> um, honestly, it was I very can't. Quick. Yeah, it was, it was very, very, quick. very quick. So I went to Bauer, and they, you know, offered me a supervising position. I want to say maybe like four or five months in. Oh wow! If that, like, don't quote me, quote me on that, but. Yeah, so they offered me supervising, and of course, you know, you have all the other servers saying, don't do it, you know, it's a pay cut, whatever, but I did half and half, and then I loved it. Mm. Yeah, so it was pretty quick after, you know, I wasn't even there for a year before they had offered it to me, so it was, it was good, yeah. And so, it's for, like, were the... What were the challenges of, like, because that's a bit of a vet staff there, or, like, they tend yes. to attract a, a staff. Like, they, they're not hiring 20-year-olds, generally. Yes. Pre-pandemic, let's say. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is pre-pandemic that this happens. So, you are quickly elevated into this position as a very young woman. What were the challenges with that? <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden, you're in, you're sort of... Um, responsible for people who are probably a lot older than you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Challenges came very quickly, mm-hmm. only because the time that I had spent there as a server, I created relationships with the service staff. So, you know, we would... I met actually one of my best friends who is now in Costa Rica. Just got there the other day. Oh, Bless her so soul. Mad about that. I know. That's my end game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bless her soul. She's amazing. Yeah, so it was it was pretty tough because I had, you know, created those relationships with them and then moving into supervising, it was only tough with a few people because uh, there was just a lot of pushback mm-hmm. and I would never want to be that person that's like, hello, I'm here, I'm on shift, I'm your boss now. I'm never that person. I will never be that person. However, some people will take it that way. Right? Mm-hmm. So they see you in that role and they immediately are like, whoa, well, she can you, tell me what to do now. Right. So here's what I'm going to go with this and just uh, I'm just going to get honest about it. You're a young, attractive woman and all of a sudden you're in charge of people who have been working in the service industry for a long time. I've been in this industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know what the reaction like is going to be to that. Like, how do you deal with like let's be honest like you don't we're not naming names here i know you're still working at the same spot so we're not well like i don't want you to speak out of school or anything like that but how are you dealing with these like challenges of like people kind of not respecting you being dicks to you like probably talking about you behind your back like let's be honest we all know how the industry works yeah totally it was tough 
But you know what? You take it honestly and truly. You take it day by day, and you do not let it affect you mm-hmm. when you are in that space. How do you do so that? It's it's easy. Oh. It it became easy in the beginning. It was hard, but Were you, you just never. Drunk the whole time? No, God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you just you honestly you just um, you know that those things are happening on the. You know, on the periphery. Like, yeah. were people telling you, or you just knew that that was happening? People were telling me. Yeah. Again, you know, I had a relationship like friends, with the yeah. staff. Yeah. So things, you know, were coming to my attention. But the way that you deal with it is you just pretend like you never knew and you just continue on with your day. Right. So, and so like, you, did you feel like you had to kind of put on, like, a mask when you got to work and just, like, not let shit bother you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little and, bit. And then, how, like, when you get home, is it, is it tears or are you just a, tears? Yeah. Never tears. Okay, so but it's not like you just. Do you seem to have like a good will and personality? So you just like are you able to actually just not let that shit bother you? Yes. Oh wow, good for you. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. You can't because how are you supposed to? you know, work your job or live sure. your life if that's going to bother you. Fair enough, but that's easier said than done, so yeah, true. good for you. Like, yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Because <laughs> I've seen all, uh, nah, like, and I've been part of that as well, like of like people talking shit about me while I'm working with them and having a difficult time with it, right? So, I do it every shift I work at your bar. <laughs> It's still happening today. Like and trash talking to your yeah, wife all the time. He comes in there and he's just like, it's good spot to work, but the boss is a fucking yeah, asshole. He's a dick. <laughs> right over there. <laughs> but like once you're in let like I like, let's just be honest about the way the world works and about certainly the way the service industry has worked up to this point and needs to change. I've dealt with that. Like anytime you're in a position of authority, you're going to deal with that to a certain extent. And you're right; you have to let it roll off your back. But it is way easier for someone like me than it is for someone like you, because I'm a white man. Like you know what I mean? And you're a young, attractive woman. Like there's and, and like younger than the people who you're in charge of. Yes. So. Uh, I, I'm impressed that you've just been able to handle it that easily. And you, like, I'm looking into your face, and I don't think you're bullshitting either. Like, you actually don't let it bother you. No, hmm. you can't. I think it's bothering me more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I don't have a mic, but I want to say something. I feel like Ty, she has had support from a couple people who are vets at that place, and that's what matters most. Like. The people who are shit-talking about her, they're little people that don't care. The people who care about her are the vets, and that's speaking huge on your personality. Because if the vets hated you, there would be a reason. But the vets love you. It's the people who aren't doing the best job that don't like you. Okay, so I in, case, that. in case anyone couldn't hear Allie exactly. there, I'm going to like sum that up quickly. Basically, she's saying that... like. Part of the reason that this has been easier for you is because the vets on the staff have your back. But the reason they have your back is obviously because you won them over in the first place, mm-hmm. right? So how did you do that? And or do you know? I think I won them over just by being real, honestly. Mm. I know how like cliche that sounds, but I truly like I put my work in as soon as I got to Bauer. I was super open and honest with everyone, you know, coming from where I came from. And I just, you know, I supported them. Mm. Um, even as a server, I made sure that I 
supported the bar staff, the back house staff. You know, you treat everyone the same, and I'm really for that. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's maybe where I gained their respect, but also I'm fucking awesome. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I, I always come into work with a good headspace on and I always come in with the most positivity. And so I think that that's probably where I gained the respect from the vets. So thank you, Allie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we love her. Well, and that, but that is key. Like having that support behind you. If you know that the people have been working there for a while, have your back, then what, how is anyone else going to give you shit, right? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, let's talk about, so let's, so you start as a supervisor, then you go to, what's the next? Service. Service, man. See, Bauer has an enormous amount of management levels, so I can't keep track of it all. But That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, so walk us through it. You go to the next step, which is service manager. Yes, service and, manager. And what is the difference between supervisor and service manager? So service manager means that I am now um, in charge of all steps of service. So at Bauer, we have, you know, top-notch steps of service, and we like to keep it there. So now I'm not just supervising where I'm just going to, you know, nudge one or two and just be like, hey, you know, that was missed. Now I'm fully in charge of every single guest in my restaurant. And I'm also in charge of all of the staff that's on the floor and their schedules, which uh, is the, the biggest thing. <laughs> so. I told everybody who's ever worked for me, it's like, you, like for the first thing I delegate is the schedule, and then I'm just like, by the way, now you're the most hated person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep, so everybody needs and wants different things, and it will always be like that. That's fine, mm. but... Yeah, that was probably the biggest challenge. <laughs> but you guys probably had like a, at least like a, a framework to, to like plug and like you must use some sort of system. Yes. Yeah, it's like an Excel sheet or whatever. Hot schedules. Yeah. Have you guys heard of it? What's hot it called? schedules. Hot schedules? Yeah. No, but none of the schedules are ever hot, so that's okay. a bullshit name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what, what is that actually? Yeah, it's a it's an app. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess when you have a large workforce, it's probably a lot easier, right? When you, it is, and it's great because they submit their availability. You don't have to have any, uh, don't you know. Have to call them up, hey, yeah. hey, jerk, can't, are you actually available on Friday? Yeah, so it's uh. nice that you can see it. It's a great app. I mean, they can submit their availability and their request offs, and it's it's very. It's efficient? Yes, thank you. So yeah, we use they get everything funneled in one spot versus <laughs> having to call everyone, right? Yeah. That makes a world of difference. Yeah. Sugar and we use seven chips, which I assume is very Seven chips? Yeah. What is that? Okay. Same, same, but different. Okay, uh, same, same, but different. Mm. Heard. Okay. I mean, I don't do it, but somebody else is doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that person must be hated right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 sure. That's what I say. It's the first thing you delegate. Like, how, how do I make everyone like me and hate you more? <laughs> <laughs> that's, right? the, that's the joy of ownership. <laughs> okay, so so now as you're moving up that totem pole pretty quickly, did you find any challenges? Like, did that make things better or worse for you with regards to what we were talking about earlier with people shit talking you or whatever? Oh my God, it stays the same. Stays the same. Oh yeah, she stays level. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've, that's why. You know, the transition is so hard, regardless if it's in supervising or management, does not matter. Right. It stays the same. Is that level Those of same people management? stay the same. 
So uh, here's another thing I would say, because I always warn people, like, the worst job you can take on is middle management because you you get shit thrown at you from the bottom and you get shit dumped on you from the top. So, like, not to make your job sound <laughs> awful, but because it seems like you have a pretty good attitude about it, but have you noticed that at all? Or, like, I, I don't know, it just seems like nothing bothers you, so. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, I'm human. Things yeah. bother me. I just yeah. don't, you Let know, it. always show it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So things will always, you know, stay the same in regards to moving from the position that I did. However, from upper management, it's really great working with the charcoal group only because they do support me. That's good. So it's really great. And I have a great mentor. Like Cindy's my regional and she has been fantastic. Yeah, Cindy, I'm a big fan of Cindy's and I've been trying to get her to come on the show forever. I've known her forever (laughs) back when she used to work at fucking the front row. Yeah, 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 she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Cindy, if you're listening, and I'm sure you will be to this one, Get off your ass, get on the show. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, big fan of Cindy's, and she is a great mentor, she for is. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, having a good so, boss is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody at my difference. bars knows that scenario, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I've you heard that right. But they've they've heard they've heard it they've heard about it. <laughs> um, They're all going to be working for Ty and those guys. In regards, Cindy, though, throwing a little cameo out there. Um, before I accepted service, I had said I won't, you know, move up unless she's my mentor. So. Oh. Wow, that's a, that's a, I mean that's about as nice a thing as you can say about yeah. one of your bosses, right? So yeah, she's fantastic. Huh. She has my back, so that's that's why I genuinely feel that from upper management, I don't think anything's being dumped on. I think that the support she gives is incredible. Oh, that's good. I, I should learn from her. <laughs> <laughs> no. you, got, you got a lot to learn, but. <laughs> No, you're great. Okay, so then you got another promotion recently, though, because I remember when I was in there having a drink one time, you were telling me how you got promoted to beverage. Yes. Which is different than service. So much different. Okay, well, tell me how, because yeah. I don't get it. All right, so uh, I was off the position. I said no. I was like, I don't want that. Here's why. Um, Amanda, I know you're going to listen to this. I love you. Beverage is hard. Mm. <laughs> okay, beverage is very hard. And so... I'm just going to interrupt you for one sec, and then I want you to continue. Is this like a lateral move, or is it like a promotion? Promotion, okay, because yeah. I, I don't understand the structure of this company. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. okay. There so, are many different Okay, roles, so, so you're, you're getting a promotion, but you turn it down. No. Well, yes and no. So I was offered it back in June Mm -hmm. and I said no. Um, And then I was offered it, you know, when our beverage manager, Amanda, again, at the time, was for real, you know, done and leaving. And I was offered it again. And I was like, I don't, I really, I don't think I'm ready for it. So we sat down, we had a conversation, we took it on, whatever. I'm happy to do it, and I'm happy that I did accept it because I have my girls, you know, I have my daytime head bartender behind me, and I have Alicia, who is my nighttime head bartender behind me, and it's great. The difference between the roles is now I have a 
dollar amount in uh, inventory uh, that I am accountable for. Mm. And that for me was a big, huge change. And also I had told, you know, my regional at the time, I am not super creative with cocktails. I would love to be. I would love to do Cicerone training for, you know, beer. Mm. <laughs> Question mark? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So it just it was a huge change from service because it, it went from just being like that people person to, you know, running a bar. Mm. And that to me, will be probably my greatest accomplishments. Once I ace it, my numbers are starting to look real good. So once I ace it, yes, it will be a huge accomplishment. So your numbers are based on what? Like how many drinks you the bar sells? Oh, no, 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 no. My numbers are based on what... Oh, I don't know if I can lay out my structure here. Oh, okay. Well, you don't <laughs> have to. to. Well, I, I just don't know. I don't think like, so. Like I don't know what you I guess I don't know what you're getting graded just on. Like what are you getting like when you say your numbers, like are you getting graded on the performance of the bar? Let's just make it that general. Not okay, so performance of the bar, like walk me through that. What do you mean? Like overall, like the, like the overall say like I like, say we sold we we spent yeah. this much on booze and we sold this much. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The ge- the generics of right, yeah. but I, I feel like that's what any bar gets judged on, right? Otherwise, you just close. Right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. For me, it's just um, just taking that on was. I have no idea. I barely know how to use Excel. So, so oh, yeah. Well, I, think, I don't think anyone knows how to use Excel no. anymore. But uh, <laughs> do you? So, like, do you, are you in a position where you feel like if the performance of the bar sales, the liquor sales suffered, then that would reflect badly on you and then they might replace you? No. No. Okay, yeah. so that's not the issue. Depending, depending. So we have a cocktail to, to go program. Right. And then we also have just regular service. So if I was lacking in both, yes, I would be very nervous about being replaced. Right. However, <laughs> with having the people that I do have on the bar, I don't really have to worry about it, which right. is great. But also, <laughs> you're not responsible for the fucking vibe of the bar and whether people decide whether they want to go there. No and yes. Yeah, I, like I know you're... You're in charge of your staff and making sure that they make it a welcoming place to go to. But, like, at the end of the day, I always feel like people go to a bar because they like the vibe more than any other reason. Like, there's a lot of other factors. Certainly, the staff is massive in that. What you offer drink-wise. But at the end of the day, if I choose to go to a bar, I choose to go there because I think it's cool. Yes. Right? Or it's convenient because it's like I live upstairs, which you guys have that advantage as well. But like the, but so for you to be judged, so oh, let's get into it. Oh, for you, so for you Thank to get you. judged, say specifically for whether the bar sales or the cocktail to go sales are performing well, is that maybe not reasonable? Like maybe you should be judged on whether. Like, your staff is happy with you and you're running a tight ship and, like, like more than anything else. I feel like yes and no. Mm. 
to give an answer to that question, I think it's half and half. It was a sure. pretty long-winding question. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. I Truly, I'm sorry to give you a short answer, but I think it's half and half. Okay. Right? Like, I want... So you're saying you'd go to a bar because you think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I want my bar to be that bar. Right. But for the sole reason, because we make great cocktails with, you know delicious infusions and my bar staff is fantastic mm-hmm. so that's why i want you to think that my bar is cool i got you okay. so i would want you to come to my bar for that reason right but and, and you're only and re- is, you're so. only responsible for so much of the coolness and the vibe of that bar but yeah. what you're saying is what what you are responsible for you want to make sure that part's cool yes yeah okay that makes sense yeah. And that's that's also another challenge is, you know, vibing it up. Like right now we have a brown booth wall. We want to switch that out for tequila and sake and like, you know, condense it, mm-hmm. right? So that, in my mind, would make it a little bit cooler. Yeah. Kind of get a little on trend with things. Right. I mean, I, people are always going to like whiskey, but the, but I do know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, the way it's like... To expand a little bit. You know, yeah. The problem with that too is you don't want to fall into this hole where you're trying to be all things to all people because then you just screw yourself. But then you are Kelsey's. Yeah. Don't ever reference <laughs> to Bauer ever again. Out of curiosity, with Bauer Kitchen's location, how much insight do you have into how much of the clientele is actually local within, like, say, like a 10 minute radius versus how many people drive into the spot? You know what? During COVID, which is crazy to say, when we were at the 50% capacity, we had more people that were less local coming to our location. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that surprised me too, because I would think that like... It'd just be like more walk-ups stuff, right? Yeah. So I feel, yeah, most of the reservations that I took personally were honestly out of town. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's totally different than what I would have thought. Right? But you do have like a regular crowd that lives in the buildings oh, and yeah. comes down, sits at the bar. Yeah. Like I'm basically, I live in that neighborhood, so I'm like one of those people. But yeah. You're a Monday Night Love. Monday Night Love. There yeah. you go. It's usually my pre, uh, pre-podcast, <laughs> pre-podcast meal and glass of wine. Yeah. So. <laughs> so what's next for you then? What do you think? Like, are you set? Like, do you feel like you got a handle on the job you're doing now? Not yet. So you're still trying to improve on that. Yeah. What do you want to do? Truthfully, I would love to see myself in an AGM role or a general manager role. I really want to stay in the industry. I think that that's where I live. So Mm. that's where I'm passionate about. Well, that's good for you to figure it out at a younger age, too, because, like, and, but I also think like there's been a difference in like the generations. Like at my age, we always were. We felt guilty about this forever, like about like it not being a real career, right? So like yeah. our parents, like the job was go to university, get a career, buy a house, start a family, and all this should be done by the time you're like 35, right? Um, and now people are, I think more of us are like realizing, no, this is a great career. And and I and I think it's awesome that like young talented people like you are still wanting to do it oh, and and continue in it. So yeah. you're a joy to the industry, my friend. Thanks for doing this show with us. Uh, and let's talk about some stuff you'd like to promote. Oh, 
Yeah. I have nothing to promote okay. other than Alchemist Alley. Oh, <laughs> she's got enough fucking promotion time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's doing awesome. She's here with us tonight, Alchemist Alley. In case you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back into the archives and listen to that one. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you coming to the Studio 258 to do the show tonight. And um, yeah, thanks again. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks a ton. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.